depression into creativity. Let's learn some things about this that are quite different than probably what most people are thinking or knowing about or have identified. First of all, the most shocking thing to know about creativity is that the people that are really creative, whether they're painting or doing art or business or however they're creating whatever they're creating, they're the most depressed people, but they know how to transmute depression into creativity. Whereas the depressed person doesn't have the equipment, so to speak, developed to transmute that depression into creative activity. So the muscle groups on the back of your shoulder, infraspinatus, muscles go up around your neck into your head, to your face, and down your arm into your little finger, they're associated with your small intestine in traditional Chinese medicine. And the small intestine is where you, the food comes from your stomach, your gallbladder releases bile to digest the fat, your pancreas releases enzymes to digest the food, and then your small intestine is like a furnace that burns that food up, and then it goes through the walls of the small intestine, if they're healthy, and then it goes into your bloodstream, and then it goes around your body, so you get fed. And while it's doing that, by the way, the heat of digestion is what heats up your lungs. Your lungs aren't just heated by the outside air, they're heated by your own digestion. So when somebody's small intestine works really well, what ends up happening is that the small intestine in Chinese medicine, like all the other organs, are associated with a particular type of tissue. So in Chinese medicine, the stomach meridian on the side front of your leg is associated with muscles. And the muscle groups on the back outside of your leg associated with bladder is associated with bones. But the small intestine is associated with cerebral spinal fluid pressure and flow. That means inside of your spinal column, here's your bone on the front of your body of your spine, and then there's a hole before the bones stick out to the side and back. And in that hole is where all your nerves go up and down your body to your brain and your body. And that's full of fluid. That's called cerebral spinal fluid. And that's under pressure. And what happens is that when you digest food well, it, for reasons that are not well identified, cause the pumps above and below to pump that fluid up into your brain. And it pumps up and it washes over your brain like a shower. And that's what determines your upright posture, not the muscles on your back being strong enough or your shoulders. It's really that pressure inside of your body. So it shouldn't take any effort at all to sit upright. And you can tell if somebody's depressed because literally the body doesn't sit up. They have to yank themselves up. But if the small intestine works correctly, then they're pushed upright and they're not depressed and they find themselves very creative. So there's a couple of things about creativity that are kind of fun to discover. And one is that the anxiety that, and the excitement that's associated with creativity, the person feels that inside. And when they feel that anxiety and that excitement, that drives their attention outside to find objects to attach to that they're going to be creative with. A performer doesn't have enough anxiety that they transmute into excitement to perform. That's why they perform in front of all these other people, because they actually attach to your excitement and your anxiety, 
And that then connects them to parts of them that are anxious or excited that they couldn't feel before they were with you. And now their transmuter transmutes that anxiety into excitement. And now they're even more creative than they could be by themselves. The creative process is important because it shows up, first of all, as beautiful in the face and beautiful ways of being with people, very classy ways of being. It's also associated with self-affirming. So when you create something that you like, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. That was so satisfying that I created that thing. That's called self-affirming. So you can uh, evaluate whether another person's being creative or not by how self-affirming they are when they do something. It's not bragging. They're excited they did the thing they just got involved in, and they love the outcome that happened. Uh, they're not bragging about it. They're just psyched they got to do it. It's a very uh, superficially expressed form of emotionality. It's not so deep like one of the other emotional types where they are very excited inside, but they don't really express it outside. The emotional type, the emotional part of a person that's creative is very out about that, almost what some people might view as hysterical, very superficial, outward display of their excitement. Um, they also see beauty in everything. So when they look outside and they see a tree, and then they see the shadow of the tree as the sun changes, they find that really beautiful, that play between the shadows and the light. Between the, sh between the light and the dark, they, that interface for them is very exciting. And they see vertical lines all the time when they look at things. So when a person is a creative person, they're always seeing beauty, what's beautiful in another person. And they attach to that in the other person, and that gives them great joy that they get to experience that with the other person. So it's really important that if you're depressed, and instead of thinking, oh, that person's depressed, they're malfunctioning, I totally agree. But you don't get rid of them. What you do is you realize some part of them's not developed, and it's this part on the back of their shoulders. And if those part got changed by naturally stretching and removing dense fascia and scar tissue, that person's going to become creative. That's going to be good for them and for everybody else at the same time. So I think most people think that depression is kind of a, a thing a person has but don't understand, oh, it's just associated with dense fascia and scar tissue on the back of the shoulders. That might have come from a trauma. The person might have been abandoned as a child, and that would show up as trauma on those muscle groups. But they're, they're not realizing that the person really just needs to change that tissue, and then they can become creative and really affirming about what they do and with other people. So that chemical imbalance that's associated in the brain and in the body from depression is actually coming from your small intestine not digesting your proteins. And then when they do, they become toxins in your body. And that creates a cascade of negative effects in your body. So it's really important for the small intestine to work well, to digest your proteins, give you great energy, and to give you cerebral spinal fluid to push you up. And then you find yourself just naturally much more creative. 
And then you have to be supportive of yourself and other people that are being creative because they require support from the outside. Because what's not known about the most creative people is that when they're being creative, they have a voice in their head that says things like, that's the dumbest thing you ever wrote. That's the ugliest thing you ever created. Nobody's ever going to want to look at that. Nobody's ever going to want to listen. And the highly creative person knows that only if that voice shows up is it actually good what they're doing. Otherwise, they haven't gotten deep enough down into their transmuting their depression in order to create something that's really creative. I think that's the opposite of what most people think. So when you're creating things, don't expect it to just be a fabulous experience. It's going to have incredible anxiety associated with it. And your attention goes outside when you're anxious. And then you start getting excited even more about what you're creating. And you might have a voice in you that's very self-deprecating. And if you do, I wouldn't argue with that. I would let that voice and realize, oh boy, this is going to be really good what I'm creating now. Because that voice has showed up again. And then after a while, that voice is not very loud. Because you don't argue with it anymore. You just keep creating because it's just a fabulous experience for yourself and other people. Um, have a great time. I hope that lets you think about depression differently and how to create creativity instead. And again, with the common concept that you don't develop flowers out of flowers. They develop out of compost. So any negative thing you're experiencing, if those muscle groups are, that are associated with transmuting that are developed, you can change anything into a really positive phenomenon. Have a great time.